0: welcome back for another episode of Small the D. My name is Gina. I am your host and I'm joined for news as always with Bruce Beal from 407 and Beyond Vacation Co. Bruce, how are you?
1: Hey, Gina. I'm doing good. How are you?
0: Doing good. Excited to talk about farts. Or Festival of the Arts.
1: (laughs) Oh, you know what? I have not heard that one yet. So you actually caught me a little off guard. (laughs) I can tell by your face that you've never heard it called that. That was great. (laughs) I have it. Yeah. Uh, Too bad this isn't a video podcast for that reaction. But
0: (laughs) that is amazing. Yeah, we are bringing on Meg, or as you may know her from YouTube, Magical Meg, to talk about Festival of the Arts. But before we do that, me and Bruce got a little bit of news for you guys this week. Not a lot, though. That
1: we do. Yeah, well, there's some there's some good discounts. Uh, One that involves Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. So definitely some good opportunities out there as as folks are looking for late winter and spring break trips. But not a whole lot of news out of the parks this week.
0: No, but one of my favorite things that they have come out with Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. That is going to be the new barbecue restaurant in Toy Story Land officially has an opening date, March 23rd, 2023. I'm pumped.
1: Yes, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good addition to Toy Story Land. Uh, Woody's lunchbox is always so packed. It's um, so
0: delicious.
1: It is good and it's worth it. But to, to be able to have this table service restaurant in Toy Story Land and uh, you know, inside Hollywood Studios, big positive. And anything that's Toy Story related, I'm a big fan of.
0: I agree. And I'm really excited about the fact that it's going to be a family style restaurant. I'm excited for that. I'm a big fan of the family style personally. <laughs>
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, the the food looks good. You know, when I was looking at the photos online of the food that is going to be offered, it looks a lot like hoop doo Review or...
0: Whispering Canyon. Whispering Canyon.
1: Yeah. Over at Wilderness Lodge.
0: Yeah. That was where my mind went when I saw it. And then when it said family style, I just pictured that skillet that they'll keep refilling for you. Yes.
1: Yes. Exactly. The cheesy
0: biscuits look so good (laughs) off this menu. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I'm excited too. This is good news, and they've been, you know, this has been under construction for for quite a bit, and the, you know, it's been covered in scrim or or signs. So the fact that we have an opening date, which, by the way, Gina, I mean, not this isn't a reminder to you or the the, the audience because I know they already know this, but just you know, a week, two weeks later is Tron and the Return of Happily Ever After. So seems like you know now now it's March and April where we have some new things coming to the parks.
0: They're bringing the crowds and They know what they're doing. Last thing I have, because again, this is a real quick day for the news for me. Mousekeeping update. So mousekeeping is Disney's housekeeping. Daily housekeeping is coming back to deluxe resorts. So with COVID, they did a modified housekeeping. They weren't coming in daily. They weren't doing the full housekeeping. They were just wiping things down, maybe taking out your trash, giving you some towels. Now in the deluxe resort, they're coming in daily doing a full housekeeping.
1: Yeah, and Gina, this comes off the, the back of the, the news week that we had about the return of complimentary parking at the resorts. Mm-hmm. So th- a good sign that things continue to go in the direction of the guest experience, uh, You know, even outside the parks at, at Disney Resort Hotels.
0: Well, there's just something nice about after doing your 10 miles a day in the Disney park, coming back to like a nice clean room with a nice made bed. It really, Ah. you're in a bubble when you're in Disney. And this is the, this is my vacation bubble. This isn't what it would be like at home. This is, I'm on vacation. This is great.
1: I I totally agree. And I really look forward to them restoring these services to moderate and value resorts Mm -hmm. in, in its full, full degree. So I agree. Having fresh towels and and a made bed and and cleaned up, um, that is really nice on vacation, particularly if you're traveling with little ones. So, So another big positive for the guest experience.
0: Yes. Very excited. Hopefully we'll see the change for the moderate and value resorts
1: soon. So Gina, in addition to that, um, and I know we've talked about this before, but I did want to remind listeners that Epcot's Flower and Garden dates are March 1st through July 5th. So running spring into summer. But what I wanted to say in particular with, with this festival is, I didn't want to get into the details. I know we've talked about it. And we'll, we'll talk about it some more in the future. But if you are planning on coming down, uh, for spring break, summer vacation, and you're going to be staying between March 1st and July 5th or in that time frame, now is the time to book. We are seeing resort hotels fill up and availability go down a little bit. Uh, you want to make sure that you get your park pass reservation in time. So you're visiting the parks that you want to visit when you bring your family down. So my recommendation to, to listeners is if you're thinking about spring break, if you're thinking about summer vacation, Now's the time to book and you know when you book with a 407 and beyond vacation planner, it comes at no extra cost and you get somebody who is an advocate in your corner who's going to wait on wait on uh, the phone on the wait times, who's going to help with those dining reservations and everything else. So if you're looking to come down, you know get in contact with a vacation planner sooner rather than later to just ensure your availability and the rates that are uh, available as of right now.
0: And you guys are going to hear a lot about the different festivals. So we might we might convince you to go to Flower and Garden Festival by the <laughs> end of this episode, based off of hearing about Festival of the Arts.
1: Uh, Gina, is that is that a, a prelude to what's to uh, what's what's to come here?
0: What's to come is me and Meg starving by the end of the episode, talking about all of the food <laughs> that there is. That is what is to come in this episode, ladies and gentlemen.
1: That is something that these these festivals excel at is the yeah. is, is, are the food options at each of the at each of the festivals. So, but all right, let's. Uh, I have two discounts that I want to share with the audience today. Uh, the first one's really exciting, and we've had some some clients already take advantage of this deal, and that is save up to seven hundred dollars when you book a stay on board Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, and so uh, clients can save up to seven hundred dollars on a two night stay at a a select Disney resort hotel when they book a select Star Wars Galactic star cruiser voyage from February 5th through October 2nd of of this year. So this discount is valid for resort hotel stays immediately before or immediately after the voyage on board the star cruiser. So like I said, we've had some clients take advantage of this this is a great deal. It saved them a lot of money. So they're on board the galactic star cruiser and then, booking two nights either before or after their experience and saving $700 in the process. So some of our clients are staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge beforehand and some are staying at other resorts post. So uh, if uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is on your list, is on your bucket list, you know this is the first discount that we have seen that is related to the uh, Star Cruiser. So if this has been on your list, this may be a, a good time to get that booked.
0: That's a really good chunk of the year, February it to is. October. It That's is. a very long time for a discount to be offered. Go Disney.
1: I agree. You know, a lot, a lot of times discounts are very seasonal and not, you know, crossing over multiple seasons. But, but this is winter, spring, summer, and into into the autumn season. So, again, for for the audience listening, if you're thinking about Star Cruiser, th- this is this is a good opportunity. Good time. To um, play. the other one I want to talk about, Gina, is. is for Adventures by Disney River Cruises. So right now, ABD has a discount where you can save $750 per person um, on select river cruises. So the excerpt from Disney here is cruise along the magnificent rivers of Europe as you experience the vibrant cultures and spectacular scenery on select 2024 Adventures by Disney River Cruise departures and save up to $750 when you book. And so this offers for 2024 for river cruises um, and must be booked by April 18th. So there is a deadline. So it, even if river cruising or an Adventures by Disney trip is not in the cards for 2023, again, this offer is for Adventures in t- uh, 2024. So we got to be thinking ahead a little bit. So if, if you even think that uh, that may be uh, of interest to you and your family in 2024, now's the time to talk to a vacation planner because bookings need to be in by April eighteenth of this year, so you have a couple months um, to be thinking and booking about your ABD trip in twenty twenty four. Some good opportunities to get out there. You know, it's not just uh, the dining credit promo, which is still going on, or a Disney Cruise offer, which which, which it is currently going on as well. Um, or even resort hotel uh, discounts, which, you know, is right now available for Disneyland and Walt Disney World.
0: Fun fact, this is something Rick and I are looking at for our honeymoon.
1: Oh, and it would be around that time of year. Excellent. Excellent. That would be an exciting honeymoon.
0: Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, definitely it looks like a great deal and a great time. I have looked into these European cruises and the cruises down Europe. They all look amazing. The river cruises or the full-on cruises.
1: Yeah, it, it's nice to be able to, especially if you're going for the first time or you're looking to, to experience Europe at a, a certain pace, it's nice to be able to do that on board one of these ships. as you As you go down the river and you stop off each day at a new destination and you're experiencing it on foot, And getting that firsthand experience, but it's nice to be able to come back to the uh, ship at the end of the night and kind of have that one base for the duration of the entire adventure. So uh, it's a unique experience. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I highly recommend it. And, And Gina, maybe, you know, you and Rick will be on there in 2024.
0: Yeah, we'll let you guys know how it is if we do it. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) And
1: and the last bit that I have here, Gina, is that I I did want to tell our audience uh, that 407 and Beyond is hiring new vacation planners. We are each month and and quarter, we have a cohort of onboarding agents who are starting. We have a great group in December and February, but we are um, looking to add to our team of professional and dedicated vacation planners. So if if anyone out there is listening who is interested that we have a show um, a couple episodes back about what it means to be a vacation planner at 407 and beyond, but we are looking for dedicated, enthusiastic, professional people with, with travel experience to, to, uh, at least a portion of our travel destinations who uh, is ready to get after it as a travel agent in 2023. So um, anyone who's listening, you think that might be you, you can visit us at www.407vacations.com and go to the uh, job application page and submit an application uh, from there. So if you're listening and you plan on doing that, I look forward to, to seeing your application and talking with you soon.
0: And if you have any questions regarding the process or anything like that, it is episode 98 that we did a full episode about becoming a Disney vacation planner. So a lot of your questions could be answered there. If not, feel free to reach out. I can answer them for you.
1: That's excellent. And, and just for your uh, for the listeners, if they follow us on uh, social media at 407 and beyond on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And, of course, I'm always happy to, to field questions or um, talk to talk to folks. My email is bruce at 407vacations.com. Perfect. Do we so, have G- any
0: other news today?
1: Gina, I think that's the news. And I think we have a pretty lengthy discussion with Meg about the Festival of the Arts or the or farts as you um, <laughs> uh, educated me on. So I say we uh, we we get Meg in here and get the discussion started.
0: Perfect. Thank you for coming on for the news and let's bring on Meg.
1: All right, let's do it.
0: Okay, guys, we are here with Meg, or you may know her as Magical Meg from YouTube. Meg, how you doing?
2: I'm good. Thank you for having me, Gina. I'm so excited to be on Spill the D for the first time. We're excited to have you. I'm so pumped. Meg is a big Festival of the
0: Arts fan, and I have never had the pleasure of going to it. This is probably the third episode in a row that I'm going to say this, but I miss it by like two days every time.
2: Well, (laughs) it's... The shortest festival of them all which I am forever going to be bitter about because it's my favorite like I said and I wish it was longer (laughs) I don't know why Mm -hmm. it's the shortest one because in my opinion it's the number one festival so I'm excited to talk all about it today it's five weeks
0: this year isn't that what that's what we decided it's from it was from the 13th of January into the
2: 20th of February that's Yeah. It doesn't get the love it deserves. Mm -mm. No, it does not. So I feel like it's definitely one of those, if you can get here during this time or plan a vacation for like this time next year, it's such a unique thing to experience at Epcot. So I'm, I'm very excited about it. It's baffling to me because to me personally, I would think that Festival
0: of the Arts is better than Flower and Garden and Flower (laughs) and Garden is so long. So I'm like, why can't they go like handsies on it?
2: Well, seriously, because what are the dates this year for Flower and Garden? It's March 1st into sometime in July, which July 5th. That's insane. That's half the year right there. Like that yeah. literally is half the year. And I think let Festival of the Arts at least run until maybe middle of March, give it that time. And then like transition, maybe like that first week of April, April to July seems more reasonable to me, but you know, I digress on that.
0: (laughs) No, I totally agree. Like, don't they know April showers bring May flowers? Why are they bringing the flowers in in March? Come on.
2: And you see if they would do that, that could be on a t-shirt, that slogan, like that makes sense to me. (laughs) This is all making sense. Disney, what are you doing? Come on. (laughs) Listen to us. We got ideas here. And then Mm -hmm. on that same topic, this is about Festival of the Festival of the Holidays is also like super short, in my opinion, and food and wine stretches on for forever. Mm -hmm. I think they should also shave off the little end of food and wine and let Festival of the Holidays start more like beginning of November with the rest of the holiday offerings across the property. It does not make
0: sense to me. All of the holiday stuff has started. Why can't you start Festival of the
2: Holidays? Yeah. And I feel like I was so busy this holiday season like everybody, you know, you always get busy like that December timeframe. So I really didn't get to experience as much as I would have wanted to at Festival mm-hmm. of the Holidays this year. So yeah, I think that one needs to be longer and definitely what we're talking about today, Festival of the Arts needs to be longer.
0: Can you rank the festivals for me in your opinion? Oh, yes.
2: Yes. Okay. Number one, Festival of the Arts. Second, I feel like I'm gonna, I'm in a toss-up between saying Festival of the Holidays or Flower and Garden Festival. Um, okay. Real quick. I'm going to say festival of the holidays. Okay. Then we'll go with flower and garden and actually food and wine is my last one. Mine too. Oh, there we go.
0: Well, <laughs> What's besides your ranking? festival of the arts, because I haven't been there, but I assume it would be higher than it. So mine is festival of the holidays because overall food and theming love it all. Yes. Then it's flower and garden, because I actually felt that flower and garden had better food and alcohol choices than food and wine has. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) I was much more impressed with it. And then food Mm -hmm. and wine. I think it's great. I think I'm not saying that the food and the alcohol is not delicious. It's all great. But I just think compared to the other festivals, it's it's really overhyped in my brain.
2: Exactly. And I actually think that it's something, and maybe with the Epcot expansion and everything that's happening right now at Epcot, maybe it could get back to this, but I believe food and wine was actually better a couple of years ago because you used to have the festival center and they would have full on cooking demonstrations. Mm -hmm. And like, you could go in there and there was always elements like that happening. And in recent years, literally all it is, is you have the food booths. It's like the food booths, some merchandise. That's it. When every other festival that happens at Epcot, you have the food and beverage component, but you also have something additional like at Flower and Garden, it's the floral displays and then Festival of the Holidays, it's all of the um, Santa storytellers and the entertainment. Yeah, there's so Some many other teeming. things that I actually think, yes, that food and wine is actually at the bottom of my list when it comes to the rankings. I agree. And the other thing with it too
0: is... All it is to me is more food booths, which is great, but that's just more money that I'm going to spend. True. Like, exactly. And it's like, let me just save some money and go to Festival of the Holidays where there is more things to see, more things to do. Like, yes, don't get me wrong. Food and Wine does have the E to the beat and things like that, but the other festivals just have
2: more going for them. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's the reason I love it so much. Like, Festival of the Arts can absolutely be an all-day experience. It engulfs you. Yes. There's so many, it's not just the food and drink. It's like, yes, that's there. And that's one of them. I think it's the best food and drinks of any festival. So Ooh. I love that. But additionally, you have activities throughout the day. You have the drawing classes, you have the evening entertainment with the Disney on Broadway concerts. There's other live performers throughout the day. There's just always something you can stumble upon which something going I on. Love.
0: Yes. I love it. The chaos, the organized chaos. I love it.
2: Chaos, yes. <laughs>
0: So let's go through what there is to do. Number one, biggest one, there are about 21 food booths. So guys, we're going to go through each of these food booths at the end of the episode after we talk about everything else. So (laughs) stay to the end to hear everything, but first we're going to go through everything there is to do. But there are about 21 food booths at this one. Food and Wine Festival in 2022 had 29, but keep in mind... Food and Wine, because it's spread out over all of those months, they started doing this thing where they don't open every booth from the beginning of the festival. They open some Mm -hmm. of them as time goes on. And it's I believe there's three different ways where they open them and some of them change the food that they have, which does keep it interesting for locals. Right. But that means there's 29 total. There might not be 29 open while you're there.
1: I'm not trying to talk down on Food and Wine. I'm just Mm -hmm. trying to –
0: (laughs) <laughs> I'm just trying to compare
2: the two to give you an idea. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's something that, like you said, it's worth pointing out that, okay, so food booth wise at both of these festivals, like we're comparing right now, food and wine to what we currently have festival, to the arts, they're similar in numbers of like how many food offerings you can find throughout the festival. Yet one goes on for so long and the other one is so short. And for, I think, you know, if you're coming on your vacation, it's one thing, but for the local crowd, like this past year, I've now, I've lived in Florida for a year and for me getting to go over to Epcot in my free time and everything, definitely during food and wine. And I felt this during a and garden. I felt like I hit a point after like the first two months where I was like, okay, everything that I've wanted to try, I've tried. And I now I'm it. bored. Like I've done it. Mm-hmm. A couple of my favorites I would keep coming back to, but I was then like ready for the next thing to start, you know, like it felt like it was definitely um, too long.
0: Yeah. Just funny. Cause as someone who is not local, being able to go there and get all of the food, I find it to be over a little overwhelming if we don't have enough people with us. Cause I like to share yes. the food on the way around. So if we don't have enough people, it's like, oh my gosh, we still have 10 more booths. So
2: we've already spent this much money and ate this much food, <laughs> but we got to keep going. That is the fun aspect of the festivals is it's definitely good to go with people. And Mm -hmm. I always tell people that too. Like if you're with your friends or with your family share items, because you get a decent sized portion, you have more of a budget for the other booths and also more of an appetite for the other booths as well. The nice variety. Yes. So on top
0: of the food, there is the animation Academy. This is where you can learn how to draw Disney characters, kind of similar if not exactly the same thing that they have in
2: Animal Kingdom. Have you done this? I, this is one of my favorite things. So I actually, I was a fan of the Animation Academy way back in, shout out to the original Disney fans, the old school MGM MGM. Studios days. Yes, the Animation Academy. When it was there, I loved it there more than how it is currently at Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just like the setup there. And me and my family, we would sometimes on our vacations, go around sometimes four times in a row to the animation class there at Hollywood studios. We loved that. And we, I still to this day have like a whole binder of all of our drawings from over the years. So yes, the experience you go in, you get to actually sit down with a Disney animator and they teach you in like a 30 minute session from start to finish, how to draw a Disney character. And it is so much fun. They have it now, like you said, over at animal kingdom it's back, you have to take the train over to, what do they call that? Um, the Rafiki's Planet Watch mm-hmm. area. Yes. So you go over there and it's similar, but it's it's different. I don't know. And usually it's always like yeah. an animal that you draw, which so- is fun. But I think there was more variety of characters when it was over at Hollywood Studios. And that is more so what we experience at Festival of the Arts in this rendition of the class so that's one of the reasons that I love it so much
0: yeah the animal kingdom one focuses on conservation while they're doing it so you get a whole story about a meerkat and saving the meerkats, and then you learn to draw Timon so that
2: definitely is different than here come sit down and draw Timon it's definitely different and I do like it I like the animal kingdom one But I liked the variety that the traditional animation academy has and just the the theming elements of it and everything. And that's kind of like what you have at Festival of the Arts. And what I think is cool is every time that you go, you can have a completely different experience. And the artist that day decides what they're going to draw with you at each class. So that's really fun. It's like you don't even know. Like I don't even think Disney gets to advertise it because I don't even know if they know what the artist is. Who yeah. So I just went last week and I drew Darkwing Duck, and that oh. was really really cool. Like something so. Upset. Yeah. I loved that, but I was very upset, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Hopefully, I can catch this again." The class that happened right before the one that I attended, that we did Dark Darkwing Duck. They drew Figment and Figment is my guy. He's like my favorite. Oh. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to get back there and hopefully catch that, that I can make that happen to do Figment. Cause that's fair. My
0: I'm sure that one's drawn a lot during the festival. At least I, I would like, hope so. Right? Yeah, it's the like... face of the festival. It needs to be drawn right. a lot. And that is in the American
2: Adventure Pavilion, correct? Yes, it's in the American Gardens Theater. So it's the same spot there where in the evening, um, which I'm sure we'll get to talk about in the evening, they do the Disney on Broadway concert series there. So it's that same location. And so that's important to note because as much as I, like I said, I live over at Epcot this time of year and I love going as often as I can to this festival. They only do, I believe it's just two classes a day and you have to catch them during the daytime because in the evening come like, you know, four or five o'clock, they're transitioning that theater to get ready for the concert series in the evening. So it's, I believe the classes when I was there, I think there's like a 1215 and a 115. So it's definitely something like make sure that you in the afternoon get there and get to experience that if you want to catch it, because there's been so many times I've gone over to Epcot and I'm always like, oh, I just missed it or something. So it's definitely, if you want to do it, Make sure you plan your day to be back around um, the American Adventure during the afternoon.
0: Now you're holding the
2: passport right now. Does the passport yes. have the times in there? Let me see. because I want to say it's the same every day. Okay. They are always the same. No, I was wrong. It's not 1215. It's 1230 and 130. Okay. And that's right okay. in the booklet for you in the passport. Yes. So yeah, in the passport book, I just found it animation Academy. It's actually, it's 1230 and one 30 every day. So those are the two times. Okay.
0: Perfect. Yeah. I'm actually looking on the app right now and it's not on the app. Oh, so that is go. only in the book. When you go to the show times on the app, that's not included, but what is included is like you said, the Disney on Broadway concert series. Those at least tonight are six 45 and 8 PM. I'm assuming that's the pretty standard
2: time. times. Or- yeah. Usually is it showing in the app that there's two or is it showing that there's three? Because typically there's always three at night.
0: Oh, you know what? It's showing in the app that there's three. It has just already passed when the first one started. So the first one
2: is 5.30. Good call. Good call. Oh, you're good. (laughs) Have you gotten to go to the concert series yet? I have, yes. Actually, I've been three times now so far with the festival. And I want to go more because it's it's really cool the way that they do it as well. That they have um, every two weeks it changes who the performers are going to be. And they always have um, like two sets, like two duos there at once in one of those two week stretches and they alternate evening. So like one night it will be team, you know, a and the next night it's like team B. So if you're there on your vacation, that's kind of a cool aspect is that if you're planning two nights at Epcot, you're likely going to get to catch a different act while you're there. So that's really cool. And as a local also, it's fun getting to go over and kind of planning my nights around like, Oh, I haven't seen these performers yet. Like I want to be able to catch that. So I like that there's always somebody different that you can go and watch perform, but it's the actual performers from Disney on Broadway And they are incredible. Like the level of talent is amazing. I love live theater. So this is one of my favorite aspects. Probably like what contributes to the Festival of the Arts being my favorite festival is I love the performance arts aspect. So Mm -hmm. this is, in my book, this is like a can't miss experience. That's fair. Who have you seen? who did you get to see this year? So the very first night, and then I actually caught them again, one of the last visits that I had over to Epcot, Kara Lindsay and Kevin Massey, and they were incredible. So Kara Lindsay was in Newsies. She had one of the lead roles oh, okay. in the original Disney Newsies cast. And then Kevin Massey was um, Tarzan in Tarzan. So he had the title role in that, which was awesome. And they were so incredible. And I actually didn't realize this prior to the show, but they are a married couple in real life. So that was adorable. Like they were just like interacting with each other and like calling each other sweetheart, like on stage and it was so cute. (laughs) I wonder if they met on Broadway. You know, I don't know. That's a good question. I bet you they probably did. I'm like so invested now in their love story. It was super cute. I I need to know their
0: entire life story at this point.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So they were really good. I actually saw them twice and it was very good. So, actually, I just went there last night and I saw Patty Mirin and Robert Creighton. And Patty Mirin was in Frozen, and Robert Creighton played Sebastian in The Little Mermaid. Okay. And they were also very, very talented. And um, Robert Creighton actually tap danced as well. That was part of his role as Sebastian. So, he actually <laughs> tap danced as well there in Epcot, which was so cool. That is cool. And I'm looking at the list
0: right now and how you said they have, like, an A team, B team kind of thing. Right. They, the way that they do it, there's, like, a crossover. So, like, it's not just this week there's these four and it's separated two and two. It's, like, let me see if I can explain this word right. It's this week there's these four. And then next week one of them is still there and they bring in the next two. And then the second two. So, it's, like, A, B, B, C, BC. C, D. If that makes sense. Like there's a a pretty decent crossover. So it really is a huge variety.
2: Yeah. You explained that very well. Yeah. I was actually, (laughs) I have been trying to figure that out myself because I'm trying to plan my next Epcot visits, you know, around getting Mm -hmm. to see different acts there and everything. And I think that's so cool that while you're on your vacations as well, like, you know, for someone like you, when you're coming down, if you're here for a week or something, you have the potential of maybe seeing up to like three different acts during, during the time that you're here or something.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome. Go Disney. Way to plan that out. Right. <laughs> so that is an amazing option of something that you can do at the Festival of the Arts. And you can do a dining package for this to guarantee yourself a seat. And they the prices from the dining package range for as expensive as $95 to as cheap as $35 at Regal Eagle Smokehouse, which is a quick service that you get – you get the full meal, and then you're guaranteed a seat for the show, as long as you get in line in time.
2: I think that that is such a good deal as well. Like you said, the fact that they added Regal Eagle quick service into this dining package, I think that's really a nice option. And I've done this before, never for Festival of the Arts, but I've done this experience for the Candlelight Processional in the past. And it's so convenient, like just not having to then worry about getting in line. Because I know, especially for that one, it's sometimes like The line could be like a good three hours long to get in. Oh, yeah. In my experience, I haven't, I don't want to give people false information or anything because I know different acts are more popular. With the Festival of the Arts, like last night I was just over in Epcot and me and my friend, we walked into the theater and sat down maybe like 15 minutes before showtime and we were like five rows back from the stage. Like we were so close to the front of the stage. So definitely it's one of those things that it depends on the night. And also I think certain nights, it'd be a better value to do a dining package. Mm -hmm. I think whenever it's like, you know, a new set of performers comes in and it's like their opening night or something that always draws a big crowd. So it's definitely one of those things when you're planning out your vacation to consider. Well, I think with Festival of the Arts, with them doing the Broadway series, that people love Broadway.
0: But I don't think there's as many – I'm going to use the term, like, kind of fangirling. Like, people are not lining up to see Tarzan the way they're lining up to see Neil Patrick Harris. Exactly, yeah. You know and... what I mean? Like, they're when people are going to see that, they're like, oh, cool, this guy played Tarzan on Broadway. That's so cool to know. Or, oh, hey, yeah, I saw that show. I've seen him before. People aren't like, this guy's going to be here tonight. The majority. There obviously are people who are – but you're more likely to get that kind of crowd when a celebrity who was in your favorite movie and your favorite TV show is coming in.
2: Exactly. Yes. I think it's definitely, I've noticed that as well. So yeah, I think with the dining packages, that's the reason that, like you just said, candlelight processional. Yeah. Those nights when Neil's there and um, Mm -hmm. a bunch of those big guys, it's more of a better value then.
0: If you are going to go out to eat anyway, if you're going to a sit-down restaurant anyway, it's definitely
2: something to consider to just go ahead and do the package and then be guaranteed a spot. Absolutely, yes. If you're already, like you said, planning to have a meal in Epcot, it's Mm -hmm. a good little bonus. And like you said, I love that they brought in Regal Eagle because personally, I am not a fan of
0: going to a sit-down restaurant in Epcot when there's a festival because I'm already eating so much food. Like That is how I I feel, yes. (laughs) Yeah, like don't get me wrong. I've gone to some of the best restaurants, like Garden Girl. I've done breakfast there. Delicious. Beer Garden, if you're a meat person, is Mm -hmm. like, that's the place to be. But we just don't normally do it because we're eating around the world. But if you are taking a break and doing a sit-down
2: restaurant, it's definitely could be worth it. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. I feel that way with having lived down here now. Whenever there is Mm. that rare week that there's no festival, I call it ordinary time at Epcot, that there's no <laughs> festival happening. Um, I think it's so interesting to be like, oh wait, what food is there here in this park? And that is when I actually experienced like, okay, let's plan to go to a sit down, like one of the Epcot sit downs. Or during that time I ate at the quick service in the China pavilion, which I had realized it had been years, absolute years since I had eaten anything from there. And it has to do with if there's always a festival and I'm always going to choose the festival food over some of those quick services. But that is kind of a cool aspect is every once in a while I like to remember like, oh, what are these, you know, other our standard foods that we can have in Epcot. What else is here? What else is here? Yes. What is like this the traditional Epcot experience? Cause yeah there's some really good options just in and of that.
0: There is. If there's not a festival though, it is much more expensive to eat and drink around the world. Did that oh, by yeah. accident for my 21st we accidentally oh. it was before food and wine went for like almost a year it feels like but it was before food and wine went for like five months at a time four months at a time whatever it is and we had gone in August which now food and wine starts at like the end of July but at that point it wasn't starting until I think it usually started in September then Mm -hmm. so there was nothing going on and we did the we drank around the world and we got all full-size drinks none of those little samples (laughs) it was it was fun, but it was, you had a good time, but <laughs> we had a great time, but it was definitely more expensive.
2: It was more expensive. Oh my gosh. I, I feel the same way. When is your birthday, by the way? It's in March. okay. It's in March. Gotcha. Cause I have an August birthday. I've experienced uh, gotcha. that with the food and wine festival that yeah. Usually always for my birthday, there was never, Yeah. but now you have the food and wine festival. It always was like, at one point, I can remember when it was October that it would start. Then it creeped into September now, now it's August July, July. yes yeah, so July. You, now it's always um food and wine festival for my birthday <laughs> crazy
0: no I had to wait me and my best friend were going and she wasn't 21 until May and then we oh. were like all right well let's not go in the dead of dead of like summer crowds if we don't need to so we went end of August right before we went back to college oh fun there you go <laughs> <laughs> we had it all figured out except no one believed us that it was our birthday which is fair because it technically
2: wasn't but it's what we were celebrating and you're allowed to have that moment when you're planning your trip I around. Agree. Yes, wear the birthday button. I always tell people wear for the whole week because you need to like yeah, why at that not? moment. It's your birthday week. It's your birthday <laughs> celebration. Exactly. So other things that you can
0: do. There are photo locations all throughout the park. These are the
2: ones that you literally like stand in, right? Yes. They're so cute. There's one that it's like Washington crossing the Delaware. So like you and your friends can get inside like the boat, the boat and like act like you're rowing. Like that's really cute. cute. So the Mona Lisa that you can step inside of. Um, What's the other one? The birth of Aphrodite, I want to say. Yes. Yeah, so there's just so many cute photo ops and they make such fun keepsakes, you know, with your friends oh, yeah. or family to yeah get to have like those little moments. There's also a really cool chalk artist that's there every there's multiple chalk artists that are there every day and you can actually watch them creating the art like it's neat to see them at the start of the day and usually they're like just working on a piece and then if you walk by at the end of the day they've like completely finished. So that's one of my other favorite like visual art aspects of the mm-hmm. festival. But with that one, there's always one 3D piece of art that you can like actually step into and you can go, they let you then go stand inside of it once it's complete. That's and cool. Get that photo op. That's a really cool photo. I cannot
0: imagine having that artistic ability to make yeah. that happen. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. They have a lot of artists like painting while you're there too,
2: right? They have um, not just a chalk artist. They also have painters out, right? They do. Yes. It's so neat to see. There's actually one, I forget his name, but he... He paints to music and you can actually watch him. Like he'll be on stage. And as he is painting, he's literally also dancing and just relaxing, having fun with the music. And you can like watch it. I think he's up there for maybe like 20 minutes. And in that time Mm -hmm. we'll actually create an entire piece of art. And then you can actually buy at the festival, the original piece that you watched him make on stage, which I always think that is so cool. So there's, And then in addition to that, I've been just walking around the showcase and you can usually always see an artist that's just there standing by their booth. And sometimes they are actually sketching something or painting something live time. So there's so many neat things like that. Like I said, this festival is just a full day experience Like you can walk around the world showcase. And every time when I'm there, I'll stumble across something different like that.
0: Well, and the great thing about the artists being there as well, Rick and I, met an artist one time in Disney who was just at a booth in Epcot selling their art and it wasn't the Festival of the Arts they just had them set up in the Norway Pavilion oh like my God. Larry were... Dawson. <laughs> I think so yeah he's... I think so I love the... his art. we've seen him a few different times we've seen him there and we've seen him at the Art of Disney store in Disney Springs but when we saw him in Epcot we actually bought a piece of art from him and he signed it and wrote a message to us right on it so that's a perk of the artists that are there is they can They'll do that for you. I I obviously can't speak for them. They might not all do that. But the majority of them will do that. Most yeah. likely do that for you. We got a picture he had painted of Tower of Terror. Oh, and he so wrote cool. on it. It was our anniversary. And he wrote, happy anniversary. Your room is ready.
2: Oh, I love it that.
0: Was, it was so cute. And we were like, wow, this is really cool. So it's like hanging in our house. and has an autograph from the artist right on it.
2: And not just an autograph, but a personalized message a as personalized. well. That's so cool. It's yeah, I love that amazing. aspect of this festival is getting to meet mm-hmm. the artists. I have a few pieces as well that I've actually had signed. Larry Dotson is one. Also, I'm um, Ashley Taylor. I love her art. I've met her at the festival in the past and had her actually sign a print for mm-hmm. me and it makes it so cool. And like, I have, you know, my picture with the artist and it just mm-hmm. is such a neat then conversational piece in your house as well. If you have, this personalized art and you can actually be like, oh yeah, we met them in Epcot. It's a we cool- met
0: them. They signed exactly. this. It's yes. so cool.
2: <laughs> so cool. Like
0: you said, so you have them sign a print right then and there that you can buy their art as you're walking through the World Showcase. They just yeah. have these artists art on display from Disney and from local artists, from artists from all over, all around the World Showcase.
2: It is so cool. And I love the variety of art as well. I would say like 90% of it is Disney art, which is what I'm most interested in, I feel like most people going to Disney, yeah, that's what we're most interested in. But they kind do know what you're there have, for, right? Exactly. They do also have some beautiful, like I saw last night, there was um a pop gallery with um just some contemporary art pieces, some different like pop culture pieces. So it had nothing to do with Disney, but mm. they had that there. I've also seen there's a amazing um, photographer there that has their photographs in print oh, cool. form that you can per- purchase there. So that's a really neat aspect is there's also, if you're visiting, maybe you're even taking people to the festival that aren't necessarily Disney fans. It's like, it's not just all like, oh, look at all this, look at all this art that has Mickey, you know, all over it. There also is just general art pieces as well. So that's a neat, there's also art that is there. You have original prints that you can actually purchase. Like I have a friend who bought one of the original canvas pieces of art And, you know, spent a couple hundred dollars on that. It was a big treat to themselves. But also they have prints of all the art. I feel like that's actually the majority of what you can find there. And those will range anywhere from, you know, $50 upwards to like $100. So it's more reasonable. Additionally, I've actually gotten from a few artists in the past. They will have their art in postcard form. And they will even sign those for you. Like that's the piece that I have by Ashley Taylor is on my desk. It's literally just a postcard, but I had it framed and she even signed that. And those range from around five to $7. So it's neat. You can kind of collect those as well. So there's definitely ranges, which I like that they make it, you know, accessible for everyone to take home a little piece of something.
0: I was going to say the postcards. That's what I buy in um, the art of Disney and the marketplace co-op usually has those as well. And that's what I buy if I like the piece of art, but I don't want the big thing. And then you just come
2: home, frame it, looks super nice on the wall. It's perfect. Right. I love that you can do, like I've seen on Instagram, I always get, you know, decor, Disney decor ideas. Mm-hmm. And I've seen somebody that did a bunch of the postcards in like tiny frames and made a collage wall, which that's so cool. I think that that's a really neat thing to collect. <laughs> that's my goal. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's
0: it's great because you get that piece of art that you want for uh, maybe five dollars I'll say the postcards are I don't think they're too bad they're more expensive than the average postcard but it's not like what you'd pay and then you get to frame it and you're good to go
2: exactly yeah like I believe it's like an eight by ten I think that's the frame that I got for it yeah so it's you know traditional size
0: yeah they're it's perfect and then the fact that she signed it is awesome so the one thing that this is like I love art I'm not a huge art person love but I like arts and crafts Rick is, he loves art. I like, I want to take him to Festival of the Arts so bad because of how much he loves art. The reason I want to go, though, for me, the paint by number mural. Yes. <laughs> Everything about it, when I see it all over Instagram, I just want to go and Be a part of it. Can you explain it to the listeners, please? Oh my
2: gosh, I love it. Yes, I'm right there with you. It is the, it's such a fun little activity. So basically they have a giant where everyone's familiar with a paint by number, you know, picture. We all did them as kids and everything. And they're super fun. But they have that on a large, massive scale in the middle of Epcot. So this year it's located on the bridge between World Showcase and Future World. It's like basically that construction wall there like back around that pathway, they have it set up and it is a giant, just larger than life paint by numbers mural. And it's broken down into they have little squares that you, they usually tell you, depending on how busy it is that day, you can paint anywhere between three to seven, they'll assign you. And you first go get in line, you get your paint cup and then you get your paintbrush and you go up to the mural and you get to paint however many squares they tell you. And you then contributed to, it's cool that that day it's like you and all the other guests in Epcot or over the course of a couple of days, you know, we'll have completed this mural. And then actually when you're finished, you go and you turn in your paint, your paintbrush, and they give you a bookmark, which is the actual, it's a print of what you worked on there that day. So I think that's oh, so cool. cool. It makes a fun little, like we were talking about with the keepsakes and stuff, like I have my bookmarks from over the years. And I'm actually thinking like, how can I somehow frame these and display them? Yeah, it's really, it's a neat little take home. And you have the fun memory of getting to paint. It's a good opportunity to get Instagram photos too of you and your friends painting the wall. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely like one of those fun little activities that you can actually be hands-on. It's fun for kids, fun for all of us, Disney adults as well. It's a perfect, perfect activity.
0: Yeah. Every part of me wants to participate in it. I'm not kidding. I will be there. And that's the first thing I'm going to do when I get to Festival of the Arts. Yes. And the last thing that there is to do, the scavenger hunt. Like every festival in Epcot, there is a scavenger hunt. So for this one, you're searching for Figment Around the World
2: Showcase. You are, yes. This is something that in my vlogs often, I will always show the scavenger hunts. It's like a tradition that whatever... Festival it is. I always have to do the scavenger hunt for that festival. Usually, it's always me and my parents when they're in town. We'll go and we'll do the scavenger hunt together. We get competitive with like who will find, you know, Figman <laughs> or Remy, whoever it is. That As we're you should for. in each one of the pavilions. Yes, it adds an element to <laughs> to the activity, but this festival for festival of the arts it's figment that you're searching for in various paintings that are throughout the pavilions oh cool so it's really fun and then at the end just like with all the epcot scavenger hunts how it works is you purchase a map usually it's about like anywhere from like seven to nine dollars yeah, ish it's for the map it's i've not never bad. seen it more than 10 i remember it was, it was right. like yeah it's never that bad Yeah. So you purchase your map and then you can go do the activity and then you redeem it at the end for a prize. Usually it's some fun little, I actually haven't seen what it is for this year. Have you seen what it is? But I usually, it's something like either a cute mug, like a little cup, or there's been magnets in the past for the festival of the holidays. It was a coin purse, which was very cute. So I really like these. Yeah. There's some cute different things that they do. But yeah, it's such a cool activity. It's also really fun for kids throughout Epcot. You know, it's like I said, it's one of those things. It's fun for all ages, but I think especially if you have little ones, it's a good activity to keep them entertained and, you know, give them something to look for while the adults are enjoying looking at the art or trying the food and drinks, you know, gives them an activity throughout each one of the pavilions. And if you finish it, you get a
0: it's a paint your own figurine. So it's kind of like a little ceramic figurine that you get to paint. And the options are
2: figment, Mickey, Minnie, or goofy. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. So that was what it was last year as well, which I actually still need to paint. I of course chose figment as my (laughs) you have to to choose figment and I still have it in my drawer. I need to do that as an activity. (laughs) Love that.
0: That's fun. That's something fun to do. That's really good too. If you have kids there and maybe you have an off day the next day or something like that. It's something mm-hmm. for them to do or something to keep them entertained for like throughout the day. I feel like that's a really good thing to have. Yes. Or I would probably personally save it for something to do at the airport.
2: Yeah, something to do at the airport, or then mm-hmm. when you get home, when you're missing Disney, there you go, pull out there you go. your. This was remember, kids. We got this in Epcot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you earn this. You earn this. <laughs>
0: But yeah, so there is a lot to do along with just the idea of Festival of the Arts and along with the food. These are all things that you can do while you're there. Did you
2: want to touch on anything else before we go into the food booths? Did we miss anything? I feel like we covered everything. This festival, you know, Disney, from the moment that they advertised this festival, because I was one that when this festival was first announced, I was like, okay, this festival was literally made for me (laughs) because it's like all the different things that I love. There's three main components. It's the visual arts. So you have all, you know, the paintings, the different displays that you can walk around and see the, you know, visual arts. You then have the culinary arts. So that's all the food and drinks that you find throughout Epcot and World Showcase. And then you have the performing arts aspect. So we talked about Disney on Broadway concert series. The other thing, there are also performers, like there's Art Defying Gravity that performs throughout World Showcase. And they're really cool. They do like a bunch of really neat acrobatics, things like that. So there's always like these different things, like I said, that you can continue to find throughout World Showcase. So literally, I know for me, like I love, I'm an artist too. Like I've done oil painting classes in the past. That's one of my favorite hobbies. So like, I love art. I also, like I said, I'm a huge theater fan I love live theater so Disney on Broadway and that performance art aspect I love and I'm a foodie and I just enjoy having you know food and drinks around World Showcase so literally every aspect of this festival I love yes so it's my favorite definitely one to check out you have to plan a trip to come down and do Festival of the Arts at least once make sure you plan accordingly or you'll end up like
0: me missing it by sometimes even a day but usually a week every time Okay, perfect. Then let's go into the food. The food. We're gonna. We'll start in the front of the park and then work our way around World Showcase. Sound good? That sounds good. All right, cool. So let's start with. Okay, guys. Fair warning: a lot of the ones for this festival have names I don't know how to pronounce. They are same. <laughs> like, so I think that the one I want to start with
2: this is uh, towards the front near Test Track M- Moderne. Literally, I was, so I was just in Epcot last night, and me and my friend were actually having a debate about how to pronounce it. That was what we came up with too, Moderne. We're going to go with moderne. that. <laughs> it's modern with an E at the end. So, there you are, go. Let's go, moderne. Moderne. So, moderne. Did you get food added after your debates? We did not. Um, Let me see. I don't believe, I believe this one's new this year, right?
0: Yes, I believe so. so.
2: I have not ever had anything from here. So, that's one that I need to hopefully, before this 2023 season has ended, I will have gotten something. I'm questioning, I believe it's new. Everything on its menu is new except for one thing, but
0: they could have brought it over from somewhere else. Eat anything. I don't think I have. This one is new. I'm sorry. Yeah. So from this one, based off what they have, what I would order is the angry crab, which was a whole crispy soft shell crab with green papaya salad, mango sriracha fluid gel, and coconut lime foam with a pomegranate and mango crush pearls that has a lot going on that's a
2: lot going on and you're very brave I have in the past tried soft shell crab and I am not a fan for me it is so weird I feel like I'm not supposed to be eating this like oh I'm eating the shell like that's typically like a wrong thing have you had those soft shell crab I haven't I I have not it's such a weird experience because you get that crunch and like everything in your mind is like, you know how sometimes you're out or you cook yourself fish at home or crab or something. And like, sometimes you accidentally, you know, get that shell yeah. or something in there. Well, that's what your mind is thinking. You have that crunch Wait, you and literally just, eat the
0: shell on soft Yeah, you chocolate? literally
2: eat the shell, and that's the thing that was so weird. Like, I think when I first had it, I had it at the boathouse at Disney Springs. Okay, and I was so excited to try it, and I thought soft shell that it was gonna be it was just cooked soft. in the shell, like you yeah, just- it was just cooked in the shell and it was soft, but no, literally, like you crunched into it, and it is it's, it's a shell that you're literally eating. So, that's the weirdest thing that's for me. strange, <laughs> very, very strange. Yeah, so I, yeah. I'm not the biggest fan, but I think it's something definitely to try. Maybe this would be the way that I would try it again when I know I could get a small portion. That's one of the things I love about the festival is I've learned so many times that I either, you know, that I like something because of the fact that I'm able to get a small portion. I think it was at Food & Wine a couple of years ago that I learned that I like escargot, which oh, is okay. snails. And I would have never went to a restaurant and dropped, you know, 30 to $40 on fancy snails because I wouldn't have known if I would have liked it or not. But- when you're at a festival and you're like, okay, I can just, you know, five to seven bucks. Sure. Let's try it out. Let's eat some snails. And I ended up loving it. And I actually would now order a full entree if I'm out somewhere and see it. So this could be bringing it back to now um, (laughs) here. Um, this could actually be the time that maybe I'll try a soft shell crab. There we go. Yeah. I'm going to,
0: um, I'm going to hold you to it. I expect to get a picture of you eating the soft shell crab. You got a few more weeks.
2: There'll be a very entertaining vlog of me gagging in Epcot. (laughs) Perfect. Make sure you say, Gina, this one's for you. There you go. I got to make it happen now. (laughs) What I would try here, I'm a big scallop person. So I have my eye on the pan seared scallops with vanilla butternut squash puree and a brown butter cauliflower puree and lime foam. That sounds absolutely amazing. A lot of things going on, which that's kind of par for the course at this festival is everything is very artful. Like that's the whole point is that they really put so much thought into the food is literally a work of art. And even Mm -hmm. like, you know, we're describing it right now and everyone can, you know, envision how incredible it is, but actually going to the festival and seeing it come out, you know, from the kitchen there, it is truly a work of art, like presentation wise, the chefs do such a good job. And I found at this festival you actually do wait a little bit longer not long but you wait it's not like fast food like when you then go up to get your food at the window it takes maybe like you know a minute or so for them to hand it out which i actually love because you look back there and you can see the chefs meticulously like placing each one of the components and making sure like presentation is top-notch so that's a really neat part of this festival
0: and I would assume that they probably love doing that because it gets, yeah, that's their craft. The chefs who are there are actually the chefs who are part of the culinary program. Yeah, that's part of the culinary program is that they have to do that as well. And like obviously there are chefs who are not part of it as well, but part of the culinary program is they have to do a festival. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was what someone told me. It's literally a part of it is that you need to do that, and then that's a way that they learn. So that means that a lot of them are young chefs or chefs who might be newer to it. So I'm sure that like that's their craft. I'm sure they're loving it. Yeah, taking that awesome. extra time. All right, Spillity fam. I am really sorry, or you're welcome, depending on how you're about to take this, but that is as far as we are going today. We're only going over one food booth because I wanted to give you a little taste of what next week's episode is going to be like. After talking about the first food booth, Meg and I talked for about an hour hour about the other booths. And this episode is already almost an hour. So I'm just going to save you guys and we're going to stop here. Tune in next week. Meg and I are going to talk for about an hour about all of the food booths, all the food that she's tried, all of the food that we want to try. Bring a snack because by the end of it, we were starving. Thank you so much, guys. Remember, we love when you give us those stars. We love when you follow us on social media. If you guys need anything at all, Always feel free to reach out. I am always here. And until next week, I will see you at the castle.
2: Can you hear my cat right now? Yeah, but it's okay. It's like